Welcome to Mindfulness for the Soul, your daily dose of mental health insights, with your host, John Silimparis. Anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting 40 million adults. About 7% of that population, ages 18 to 54, will have a panic attack in a given year. Panic disorder typically strikes in young adulthood, and women are twice as likely as men to develop panic disorder. Panic attacks are byproducts of anxiety that occur regularly and intermittently. They are frightening, to say the least. They can cause major disruptions in people's lives and left untreated may cause deterioration of social and occupational functioning. So, what is a panic attack? Well, a panic attack is best described as a very discreet and unmistakable period of intense fear and distress, accompanied by multiple physical and mental symptoms. The mental symptoms, which are usually the worst part of the experience, can be paralyzing because the mind becomes severely overwhelmed with scary thoughts that can last minutes, sometimes hours, and for some people, even days. The physical symptoms happen suddenly and peak rapidly, seizing the body and causing severe discomfort. Anyone who has ever had one knows the feeling all too well. Most people that I've treated with panic disorder say it's the most terrifying feeling they have ever experienced. It is even worse than physical pain. At least, people say, physical pain can be explained. But panic attacks, like most mental health conditions, are complicated. So, how do I know if I'm having a panic attack? Well, first, there's the cognitive part. When someone experiences a panic attack, there's an intense fear of dying, accompanied by catastrophic thoughts of imagined danger, thoughts of going crazy, fear of losing control and humiliating themselves in public, and fear of future panic attacks. Also, there's a feeling of feeling weak and inferior because of the attack. The physical or somatic symptoms that a person having a panic attack experiences are rapid heart rate, palpitations, shortness of breath, hyperventilation, trembling or shaking, nausea or abdominal distress, sometimes there's chest pain, sweating, numbness or tingling sensations in the fingers and toes, dizziness, unsteadiness, and also a feeling called derealization. It's when the person feels detached from reality, like they are not existing in the present. Another strange symptom is called depersonalization, and that's when a person feels they are detached from their body and not connected to their arms and legs. Both derealization and depersonalization are very, very disturbing symptoms to have. Here are some immediate tips that you can use to help reduce your panic symptoms in the moment. The first tip is to ground yourself. Ground yourself means to immediately engage in a concrete task. This can be helpful to distract the mind from your racing negative thoughts. 
grounding yourself de-escalates your symptoms via healthy diversion. Remember, the mind can only be in one place at a time. It cannot be in two places simultaneously. For example, grounding yourself might be running your fingers along the teeth of your house keys, or squeezing a stress ball, or holding an ice cube in your hand for as long as you can, and then switching it over to the other hand. These actions will instantly alter your consciousness and deter the fear. Other grounding exercises is immediately identifying and saying out loud five things you see in your surroundings, and if applicable, identifying four things you can touch in your immediate surroundings, or naming three things that you can hear in your surroundings, and perhaps one or two things that you can smell. Identifying these grounding markers will greatly reduce the symptoms and you will start to feel the anxiety come down. Grounding is very, very important because it gives you a sense of being connected as opposed to feeling like you're very alone and isolated with your symptoms. Another technique to reduce symptoms in the moment of a panic attack is to practice using thought replacement statements to yourself. Identify your negative thoughts and then replace them with rational thoughts. This helps to decrease the severity of your symptoms. It's a process that switches your mind from being a victim of your thoughts to being more of an observer of your thoughts. It's a process that basically changes your inner dialogue from a knee-jerk and negative one to a more reflective and wise one. It's like opening up a discussion with your panic in the moment instead of trying to resist it or escape it. Affirmations you can repeat to yourself are, for now, for now establishes the important suggestion that it's temporary. For now I am feeling very uncomfortable, but this is only a panic attack. You can also remind yourself that you have a well-documented, well-researched panic disorder that makes you feel this way and think this way. Remind yourself that this is a physiological reaction you are experiencing. And remind yourself that you cannot go crazy from a panic attack. You cannot go psychotic. And people do not develop paranoia or hallucinations. It is simply too much adrenaline and cortisol, which is the vital stress hormone, too much cortisol and adrenaline surging through your body because you are scared. What you are experiencing is an adaptive neurobiological function that has developed over thousands of years. I'll speak more about that a little bit later. Another tip in reducing your panic attack in the moment is to accept your symptoms. Contrary, contradictory as it sounds, it's an important and pivotal technique. We are not saying surrender to your panic and let it take over your life, but allow it to run its course. Don't try to accelerate it. The more you fight it, the harder it is to overcome. A good acceptance affirmation is, it's okay for me to feel scared right now. This is discomfort, not danger. Also, in the midst of a panic attack, 
don't assume that what you are thinking is actually true. Panic attacks cause catastrophic thinking and irrational thinking, which means your thoughts are most likely out of proportion to the reality of the moment. And although they sometimes say to trust your gut, with a panic attack, it isn't a good idea. That's right, I'm saying, if you're having a panic attack, do not trust your gut, even though it's a very common directive that many people use to access their intuition. This is different, because in that moment, your gut is reacting to panic, and it is thinking irrationally. Also, don't put so much importance on your thoughts. Just because you are having a thought, any thought, does not mean you have to pay attention to it. Thoughts are random and sometimes insignificant. A famous proverb to remember is, Keep your doors and windows open. Let thoughts come and go. Just don't serve them tea. Most of us, to continue the metaphor, serve our negative thoughts more than tea. We actually cook them a five-course meal, and then sometimes we let them move into our house and stay for an extended time. We don't want to do that. In addition, do not isolate and engage in avoidance behavior. Withdrawing from people and isolating is not a good idea. The more you keep the anxiety bottled up, unexpressed, the worse it gets. Also, staying in your home 24-7 because you are afraid of having another panic attack will shrink your world and make it smaller and smaller. Plan to engage with people at least one time per day. Meet a supportive friend or a relative for lunch. Get connected with people and stay connected. Don't isolate. Also, don't criticize yourself or put yourself down because of your panic. Pay attention to your inner dialogue and don't call yourself weak or inferior because you are suffering from a panic attack. Don't tell yourself you should be handling this better or that a stronger person wouldn't have this problem. Anxiety disorders are legitimate conditions that must be treated. The more you see yourself as a failure because you are suffering, the worse you will feel in the long run. The next tip is to educate yourself on the anatomy of panic attacks. Learning why you are having symptoms helps a lot. Read up on the fight, flight, or freeze response system and how the fear center in the brain called the amygdala, is affected. Learn that all living organisms have it. It's an adaptive function placed there by God, the universe, evolution, whatever you believe in. It's there to protect the body from harm. Even though it feels awful, it's actually your friend. It's not your enemy. Also, try to create structure in your life. Spending days idle without activities will cause you to over-magnify your negative thoughts. If you're not currently working, or you're not in school, or don't have a lot of responsibilities, it could make the panic attacks increase. The mind is not built to be idle, and couch potatoing at home in front of the TV and white-knuckling it, hoping your symptoms will go away, is a big mistake. Consider the directive... Move a muscle 
change a thought. So don't stay in bed all day. Get up at a reasonable hour and make sure you go to bed at a normal time as well. Lastly, do not self-medicate. If you're having panic attacks, using alcohol or any other mood-altering substance, especially stimulants like cocaine, methamphetamine, ecstasy, etc., could potentially induce more panic. For example, after the sedating effect of alcohol wears off, your panic will come back twofold. The hangover the next day will not be pretty. Also, regardless of what people say about marijuana, if you are suffering from panic attacks, it can exacerbate your symptoms. It could make you paranoid and induce psychosis. Marijuana is a psychoactive and reality-altering drug that can impair your ability to think clearly. And during a panic attack, you need clarity to stay rational and grounded. Also, and this one is really, really important, avoid caffeine of any kind. Drinking caffeine while having panic attacks is like pouring gasoline on the fire. Stay away from any kind of caffeine. If you must have something hot and sweet in the morning, try drinking herb tea. Not regular tea, because most teas have caffeine as well. Trust me on this one. And also, the use of psychotropic medications prescribed by psychiatrists, like anti-anxiety medications and antidepressants, are also known to help treat symptoms safely and successfully. I hope these tips were helpful to you and that you learned a little bit about panic attacks. And if you suffer from panic attacks, I hope that you get some help soon. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast again. We hope you join us again soon. This is John Salamparis, MFT. MFT.